Hi, everyone. Benjamin Smith here, pastor of Revealing Truth Ministries, Wesley Chapel. You know, God is always speaking good things to us, and he has a word for you today. We are sure of it. Take some time out to listen, and we'll be back as soon as we're done. God bless you. God, I thank you for each and every person here. We never take this opportunity that we have for granted to come and minister together. I pray that you give me your inner wisdom to speak life into each and every person and that everybody under the sound of my voice will get something out of the message today they can use. They can use and make their lives better. God, not just years from now or months from now or weeks from now, not even days from now, but they will be able to use this message and make their lives better immediately. It's in the name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Loved ones, you may be seated. And if you have your Bibles, it doesn't matter which form those Bibles take, say this confession with me. Say, this is my Bible. I can be what it says I can be. I can do what it says I can do. I can have what it says I can have. Every verse is God-breathed, and I aim to live by every word. It is essential to my faith foundation and works to change me from the inside out and to the person God created me to be. That is why I shall never let it go. It is reliable. It is the truth. It is the word of God and it shall forever be to me my Bible. In Jesus name, amen. Loved ones, it's Easter Sunday. And as you know, we have been talking about in our series, don't, don't, don't worry, stay ready. I think that's what it is. Yeah, don't worry, stay ready. We here have been talking about three words. Those three words are worry, hope, and trust. And talking about those three words and it being Resurrection Sunday, you might be thinking to yourself, how in the world do those three words tie into this? It's, it's, let me tell you, it's amazing how well they dovetail together. But for those three words, when we talked about the meaning of those three words, what did we decide and what did we conclude? We said that worry, the word worry is a feeling of anxiety that starts in your mind and it grows there. Now, that anxiety does not stay there, though. It affects the whole person. It works their way through the whole entire body, affecting them in a variety of ways, one of which, of course, is physically. What about hope? We said that hope is a belief or a desire for something good or a good end result. Of course, we're talking about the God kind of hope, the hope that's positive. That word trust we said that trust is a position. It is a position of confidence in something or in someone. Trust. When we began to compare and contrast those words, we did, we did that comparison and we said this. Worry and hope are both, if you think about it, about an end result or something. Consider it. You worry about something. You hope for something. You worry about an end result. You hope for 
and end result. Both worry and hope are pointing towards a what. Whereas when we deal with trust, trust points towards a who. And for us as believers, that who is who? That who is God. Proverbs chapter 3 says this. Starting in verse 5, King James Version. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not into thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. That's very familiar. Notice that it says that we should trust God with all of our hearts. What does that mean? That means if you are not trusting completely, if your heart is not all in, the position that you're taking is not one of trust. Also, trust in God is not about ignoring what you're going through. Trust in God is about having a settled confidence that no matter life up, life's ups or downs, God is always down with you. It's about knowing and have a, a resolve that no matter what happens in life, God's got your back. That's why we call God our backer. That's why we say, trust your backer. Say that with me. Say, trust, trust. your backer. Yeah. That's right. God's our backer. Now, those insurance company commercials that we talked about before, they do a really good job of illustrating trust. You have a situation where some very bad stuff has happened to, we're going to assume, some very good people. And when that stuff is happening, the agent steps in and what does he say? He says, don't worry, I got you covered. Hey, we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. Don't worry, we got you covered. Like a good neighbor, we're there for you. Don't worry, we got you covered. My brother, my sister, with us, you are in good hands. They're saying, you got to realize that as your backer, you can trust that we will help you restore. We will help you recover. We will help you come through. We will help you get better. We will help ease your worries. We will help give you, give you hope. Hey, trust us. We're your backer. You can trust us. That's the way we should trust God, family. We should trust God that same way. In our minds, no matter what's going on in our life, we should always be saying God is our backer. When I reflect on those commercials, though, there is something about those commercials that the unschooled, uneducated, inexperienced eye might miss. For someone who is not very well versed in the insurance game, there are certain things that they might miss. What do I mean? In that whole picture, in that whole scene, in that whole commercial, you know the scene. The car has been in an accident and it is damaged. The tree has fallen through the roof somehow. Lightning has struck the house and it's burning to the ground. The upstairs water pipe has burst while the family's on vacation and it's flooding everything. The boat, you don't know how it ended up running ashore, but it did. It happened. 
Calamity is all around. Disaster is all around. And that agent steps to the plate and says, we got you covered. In that 30-second spot, that insurance company does everything it can to convince the viewers that no matter what life brings your way, when the chips are down, we got your back. But when the caca hits the fan in real life, when it really happens in real life, their response to your problem is, yeah, we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two, but right now, we need to see your policy. Right now, we need to see and know a thing or two about your policy before we do anything to help you. Yeah, like a good neighbor, we're there, but right now, we are here to see your policy before this good neighbor do anything to help you. Oh, you're in good hands with us. But right now, we need to see your policy before these good hands do anything to help you. Before they do anything for you, loved ones, they need to see your policy. You're in good hands with them for sure. But in that commercial, what they do for you is only as good as that policy. They don't tell you that. That part doesn't come through. It's about the policy. Say policy. policy. It's about the policy that you have with your backer that makes whatever it is your backer promised you worth anything. Before they put forth any of their resources to help you, they want to first see your policy. They want to know what your coverage is. They want to know if you have any kind of deductible. They want to know if there are any exclusions. Before they do anything to help you, they want to know what is the policy, get this, that their agent sold you. Before I do anything to lift my hands to get my resources involved to help you, I must first see the policy that our agent sold you. Family, I got an agent that sold me a life policy. <laughs> I got an agent that sold me a life policy and that agent was a transfer from heaven into the womb of a virgin named Mary. And you know what? He had a pretty interesting life. In Matthew 1.18, King James Version describes that, that transfer as the birth of Jesus was on this wise. But this is how the voice version of the Bible says it. The voice version of the Bible says this. So here finally is the story of the birth of Jesus, the anointed one. It is quite a remarkable story. 
It is a remarkable story. Mary was engaged to marry Joseph, son of David. They hadn't married, and yet, sometime well before their wedding, Mary learned that she was pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Now check this out. That describes his transfer. It describes his transfer from heaven to earth. And as my agent grew and became stronger, he walked the earth teaching and preaching about the kingdom of God. He walked the earth displaying the power of the kingdom of God. He allowed himself, even though he was without fault, to be ridiculed, arrested, falsely convicted after a, just a dirty trial and tortured. He took all of that on. He did that. He took that pain on just for me. He allowed the world to nail him to a cross and crucify him. He felt that pain and he bled and he died. He did all that just for me. And you know what? With that act, <laughs> he wrote me a policy. He wrote me a policy that I'm going to tell you is unlike any policy ever been written. My agent wrote me a policy and guess what? I had no upfront financial cost. I have zero deductible. And the terms and conditions family are out of this world, literally. I want you to consider this. Every insurance policy has a variety of items associated with it. Four of those major items are these. There's a declaration page. There is an insuring agreement. There are exclusions. And there are endorsements, also called writers. The declaration page, that identifies who's insured, who's covered, what property is insured. What property is covered? The insuring agreement, that lays out what your backup promises to do. Exclusions. Exclusions are just what they say they are. They are things that are excluded from your policy. If I put that in plain talk, exclusions are this. Exclusions are reasons that your insurance company or your backer can leave you to deal with your problem on your own. They, 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 they sound like this. Well, generally, I agree that your policy covers a tree falling to your, through your roof, but not during a hurricane. That's an exclusion. I agree that your policy in general covers flood damage to your home, but that's not doing a regional flood. That's an act of God. That's an exclusion. Exclusions are times when your backer can tell you, you got to deal with your problem by yourself. 
What are endorsements or riders? Endorsements or riders are times when your backer changes your policy. They make alterations. You renew your policy, but they didn't tell you they dropped that thing that they used to have when you first signed up. If you ask them, it's not their job to tell you that. You need to read it for yourself. You need to read the fine print for yourself. The policy my agent wrote me, as my wife told me, that policy got no fine print. The policy my agent wrote me has unique declaration page, insuring agreement, exclusions, and endorsements. The policy that my agent wrote me is nice. When it comes to the declaration page, listen to what my policy says about that. The declaration page on my policy says this. Galatians chapter 3, verses 26 through 29 in the Passion Translation. Who are the people and what's the property that's covered? You have all become true children of God by faith in Jesus Christ. Faith immersed into Christ, and now you are covered. Everybody say covered. covered. You are covered and clothed with his life. And we no longer see each other in our former state, Jew nor non-Jew, rich or poor, male or female, because we're all one through our union with Jesus Christ. And if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's child and true heir of all his blessings because of the promise God made to Abraham. So who's covered? Anybody who is immersed, immersed in faith in Christ. Who is covered? Anybody who is the seed of Abraham. And that's you. And that's me. The declaration page says things like, for God so loved the world that whosoever gave, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Who is covered? Whosoever. Whosoever will say, Jesus, come into my heart. And what is covered? My everlasting life. That's my declaration page on my policy. What about the insuring agreement? The insuring agreement, listen to what my backer promises me. Philippians chapter 4, verse 19, Amplified Classic. And my God will liberally supply. Full to the full, every need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. My God will supply all my needs to the full according to his riches. That's what my backer promises me on my insuring agreement. What else does it say? John 10, 10 through 11. In the Passion Translation, it says, a thief has only one thing in mind. He wants to steal, slaughter, and destroy. But I have come to give you everything in abundance, more than you expect, life in its fullness until you overflow. My backup promises me 
to give me fullness in life. He promises to give me fullness in life, not just in the sweet by and by, but right now. He promises to give me overflow of blessings, not in the sweet by and by, not just, but, but right now. He says more than I can expect, not then, but right now. He says that he's going to meet all of my needs right now. My backer says that he's always there to watch over me. That means that he's there to look after me. He's there to care for me. He's there to protect me. He's there to make sure that I get all my needs supplied, not in the sweet by and by, but right now. That's just how my backer do. My policy is nice. That's my insuring agreement. What about exclusions? You know, exclusions are those things that your backer says are not covered. Here's how my policy reads. Romans 8, verses 35 through 39 in the passage, Passion Bible. Who could ever divorce us from the endless love of God's anointed one? Absolutely no one. For nothing in this universe has the power to diminish his love towards us. Troubles, pressures, and problems are unable to come between us and heaven's love. What about persecutions, deprivations, dangers, and death threats? No, for they are all impotent to hinder omnipotent love. Even though it is written, all day long we face death threats for the sake of God, we are considered to be nothing more than sheep to be slaughtered yet. In the midst of all these things, we we triumph over all them, for God has made us to be more than conquerors and and demonstrated his love in our glorious victory over everything. So now I live with confidence that there is nothing in the universe with the power to separate us from God's love. I am convinced that his love will triumph over death, life troubles, fallen angels, or dark rulers in heaven. There is nothing in our present or future circumstances that can weaken his love. There is no power above us or beneath us, no power that could ever be found in the universe that can distance us from God's passionate love, which is lavished upon us through through our Lord Jesus, the anointed one. Do you see that? My backer promises not to divorce me. My backer promises not to leave me. My backer promises to be there for me. That's what my exclusion page says, that my backer will never leave me. You know, one thing they don't tell you is that in your insurance company packet, in those commercials, quote-unquote commercials, if you ask for help too often, if you ask them to come through too many times, if you ask them to rescue you too much, they might cut you out. They may drop you. And by drop you, that means cancel your policy. But not my policy. Not the life policy that my agent sold me. Not the life policy my agent wrote for me. The life policy my agent wrote for me tells me that my backer will always be there. 
How do I know that? Because in my exclusion section, check this out, my exclusion section, my backer, he, God himself has said, he will never fail me. He will never give me up. He will never leave me without support. He will never leave me helpless. He will never forsake me. He will never let me down. He will never relax his hold on me. Absolutely not. That's my exclusion section. It says my God will never exclude himself from me. He would never let me down. He would never let me go. He would never forsake me. That's my exclusion section. That section is Hebrews 13, verse 13, Hebrews 13, verse 5, Amplified Classic. Let your character or moral disposition be free from the love of money, including greed, avarice, lust, and craving for earthly possessions, and be satisfied for your present circumstances and with what you have, for he, God himself, has said, I will not in any way fail you, nor give you up, nor leave you without support. I will not, I will not, I will not in any degree leave you helpless, nor forsake you, nor let you down, relax my hold on you, assuredly not. I'm telling you, my policy is nice. Now, what about these endorsements or riders, which says that your insurance company can alter your policy? Here's what my endorsement section says, Hebrews 13 and 8. Jesus Christ, same yesterday and today and forever. No change. Malachi 3 and 6, King James Version. For I am the God, I change not. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. James chapter 1, verse 17, easy to read. Everything good comes from God. Every perfect gift is from him. These good gifts come down from the Father who made all the lights in the sky, but God never changes. Like the shadows from those lights, he never changes like that. He is always the same. It says all good gifts come from God. You know what John 3.16 in the Passing Bible says? It says, God gave his unique son as a gift. James 1 and 17 in the voice Bible says, every good gift bestowed, every perfect gift received comes to us from above, courtesy of the father of lights. He is consistent, won't change his mind or play tricks in the shadows. I don't know if you've ever dealt with insurance companies before, but they can play tricks on you. I'm not telling you something I heard. I'm telling you something I know. I had water damage in my house. I went to my insurance company that I've been with since the 80s. I pulled out my policy. They pulled out their policy too. You know what they told me? That damage, sir, is not covered. We had a season where it just rained a lot in Tampa, and they ended up being standing water on the side of my house. They told me if the water had come through the roof, you would have been covered. But because it came from the outside, that's flood. You got to deal with FEMA. That's not us. It's an exclusion. But my life policy that my agent sold me, that he wrote for me, that he died for me, that he bled for I, so I can have no fine print, no exclusions, no alterations. 
also in my endorsement section, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 18 through 20 in the Passion, it says, For as God is true to his word, my promise to you was not a fickle yes when I meant no. Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and he is the one whom Timothy, Silas, and I preach to you. And he has never been both yes and no. He has always been and always will be for us a resounding yes. For all of God's promises find their yes of fulfillment in him. And as his yes and our amen ascend to God, we bring him glory. Numbers 23 and 19, easy to read, says, God is not a man that he will not lie. God is not a human being. His decisions will not change. For he says he will do, if he says he will do something, then he will do it. If he makes a promise, then he will do what he promised. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20, Message Bible, whatever God has promised gets the stamp of yes of Jesus. In him, this is what we preach and pray, the great amen, God's yes, and our yes together, gloriously evident. Family, that's just a portion of my policy. My policy has many such words in it. My agent custom made that policy just for me. My agent tailor made that policy just for me. But guess what? That policy is just not for me. That policy is available to any person who's willing to sign on the dotted line. How do you sign on the dotted line? Romans 10, 9, and 10 says this. We're reading it out of the Amplified Classic. It says, because if you acknowledge and confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord, and in your heart believe, adhere to, trust in, and rely on the truth that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart a person believes, adheres to, trust in, relies on Christ, and so is justified, declared righteous, acceptable to God. And with the mouth he, mouth he confesses, declares openly and speaks out freely his faith and confirms his salvation. Basically, you can have your own policy by saying yes to Jesus. And Jesus has already authorized everything on his end. We read in 2 Corinthians that all the promises of God are stamped with yes, the yes of Jesus. So Jesus has already authorized it. All that's left to do is for you to say yes. And I'm in full support of you selling, saying yes to get your own policy. Because if I haven't said it enough already, that policy is nice. Loved ones, it's Resurrection Sunday. You have in your hands communion. And I know today it was intensive on the scripture side. But just like we talked about, it's important for you to be able to rehearse in your mind that God loves you, 
it's very important that you become familiar with your policy if you have one. Don't let other people just tell you what your policies say. Read your policy for yourself. Don't just allow other people tell you how good your policy is. Learn how good your policy is for yourself. The policy is available to whosoever will. And I'm telling you, the policy is nice. Jesus was born. May I have mine? Jesus was born, lived the life that he lived, died the way that he died, and resurrected so that we could have the opportunity to have a relationship with the Father the way the Father has always intended. He did all of that. He did the work that only he could do. And Easter is our time to remember, celebrate, and acknowledge that work. And to also just hope that others secure that opportunity that Jesus has given them to have that relationship with the Father. In taking communion, I read to you 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 through 27 out of the voice. Paul says, I pass on to you the tradition the Lord gave to me. On the same night the Lord Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread in his hands, and after giving thanks to God, he broke it and said, this is my body broken for you. Keep doing this so that you and all who come after you will have a vivid reminder of me. After he finished dinner, he took the cup and said in the same way, this cup is the New Testament executed in my blood. Keep doing this, and whenever you drink it, you all, you and all who come after you will have a vivid reminder of me. Every time you taste this bread and every time you place the cup to your mouths and drink, you are declaring the Lord's death, which is the ultimate expression of his faithfulness and love until he comes again. Family, the bread that you have in your hand represents the body of Jesus Christ that was beaten and battered and bruised and hung on the cross and crucified for you. This body represents and is a vivid reminder of the magnitude of his love for you. He said, as often as you do it, do it in remembrance of that love. Please eat it now. Also, with the cup that you have, it represents the blood that he shed. It is a representation of his faithfulness and love. He said, as often as you drink this, do it in remembrance of that faithfulness and that love. Please drink of it now. God bless you. Would you guys give God some praise? Well, that's what God had to say to us today. 
We pray that it blessed you. As always, we pray that the word of God blesses you, not just years from now or months from now or weeks from now, not even days from now, but we pray that you got something out of the message today that would change your life immediately. God bless you and look forward to chatting with you next time.